and welcome to episode 33 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal tips, advice and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So I wanted to start by just having a little chat about what's going on in my life at the moment, give you guys a little update and then jump into the episode. Um, Today's episode, as you'll know from the title, is going to be about how to be more effective, but I wanted to talk a little bit about why I've been a little bit absent at the moment on the podcast front. Sorry, I've just got my dog licking my face trying to say hello. And (laughs) for context, I'm sitting on the floor. I have been not as consistent with this podcast as I'd like to. And that's mainly due to just having a lot of different things I'm juggling and having a bit of a hard time prioritizing which ones are most important to me, which ones bring me the greatest sense of satisfaction and are important to me. So the podcast has unfortunately taken a bit of a back burner to all that and I guess it's been hard to kind of admit that on here because obviously if you're listening, you're enjoying it and you think it's useful but I have not prioritized it as much and that's been hard as well because it's probably something I could have prioritized and I tend to try and project myself if I'm someone that's trying to share a little bit of advice and help with my own experiences and I like to try and feel like I've got it together we all like to feel like we've got our shit together so to then have to be like "Mm, no I really don't have my shit together I haven't been able to be consistent or haven't made the effort to be consistent is hard when you're wanting to feel like you've got things figured out to help people but I think that's not relatable so just gonna be completely honest and upfront that I haven't been able to be as consistent and so hopefully it's for you guys that's more relatable you can be like oh that's just another person out there trying to figure it out as they go along and I think that's what we're all trying to do we all just try to figure things out one step at a time and we look at people a lot of the time that are doing well on social media or in life and we think they've got everything figured out so it's nice to hear sometimes behind the scenes people don't have it all figured out or not even close so that's what's been going on with me mainly just because I've got a full-time job working as a physio and I've also been working as an F45 trainer and then trying to figure out you know a bit of balance between a social life and just you know life admin things you know taking the time to put in effort with my health and fitness that's always a priority once I get through all those things prioritizing nutrition the podcast for me hasn't made it to the top of that list unfortunately and it's been a time of evaluation of what do I want to do in terms of career which way do I want to go with things Um, does a podcast form a part of that so that's where I'm at at the moment so in saying that I thought I would do an episode today on how to be more effective because I have found lately I have not been effective like in the past few months I've really struggled and I've gone through phases where I think I've been more effective at times than others so I can definitely look back in reflection and see what has worked well for me at those times when I feel like I've got my shit together more so than at the moment and also reflect a little bit on what's currently working on the days that are more effective and it kind of might seem like I've done some episodes about scheduling and planning 
and today I'm going to talk about what's kind of working for me at the moment and it's kind of a mesh of all those techniques and finding that sometimes those scheduling and planning is really good when you do have your shit together but sometimes you need something to get you to that point so for me I'm going to share what's working for me at the moment to get me closer to being more organized and more effective and I also wanted to say this episode I actually tried to record I did record an episode quite a few episodes ago like months ago on how to be more effective when I finished reading the book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey or Covey I still don't know how to say it (laughs) anyways I read that book and I was really inspired took me a little bit of time to get through all of it and then I was like all right cool podcast episode once I'd finished it or actually no when I was in like chapter three of it I sorry I think I was really inspired and I was like I haven't finished it but I'll record an episode based on this because this is the biggest lesson I could learn from this book and it still is that chapter was the most useful so this whole episode's going to be based on this book the seven habits of highly effective people so would highly encourage you to go out and grab that and give it a read yourself and see what takeaways you can get from it but I'm just going to share the personal advice that I can share with you from what I learned from it um so basically I have recorded this episode once and then it didn't save and so now I thought I'd give it a second shot because I still think this will be really beneficial to a lot of people because it can be applied to any area of your life no matter what your goals are you can just take this and apply it to that area so I think it's going to be hopefully quite helpful and I wanted to start with the difference between because I was thinking what should I call this episode should I call it how to be more effective or how to be more efficient and I was like aren't they the same thing and so a quick little google and they are not the same thing and I think that's probably the first place to start is a little google definition efficiency to start with is defined as the ability to accomplish something with the least amount of wasted time money and effort or competency in performance so it's about being able to like do something quickly and efficiently like it's you're not wasting time whereas effectiveness is defined as the degree to which something is successful in producing a desired result or success that's just like the very first definition that comes up but if you think about that effectiveness is about being to facilitate change and to you know do those needle movers do the things that make the difference and it's not about doing them quickly but it's about doing the right things the important things those are the things that make you effective those are the things that people that are CEOs that run companies they're effective they can do the important things they're not just efficient at the you know little day-to-day menial tasks they're effective at the important things I think that's the biggest takeaway from that definition. So I was like, all right, that's great because then we can talk about effectiveness. I think efficient, oh, this is a good one here as well. Effective is doing the right things for the right results, whereas efficient is optimizing. It's the least waste of time and effort. Before you try to be more efficient, first try to be more effective. That's a nice way to put it. You want to be effective and then you want to optimize and become efficient at being effective. So today's episode is about effectiveness. I think it's something that we can all struggle with because it's sometimes the harder thing to do, to do those things that might go against the grain of what everyone else is doing, but they're the things that will make the biggest difference and will 
help you get the success that you want in life. So let's dive into how to be more effective, shall we? So I think the biggest thing that I want to cover in this, and it's not going to be a particularly long episode, I don't think, because I just want to dive into this one concept. And I'd say if you get the book, it'll make a lot more sense because you'll have the visual or I don't know, maybe you could Google it, but I want to create a visual for you. So in habit three, so like the third chapter of the seven habits of highly effective people was this concept about these four quadrants. And this is called the time management matrix. Just holding the book open here with my legs. So the thing that I took away from this is that so many of us are spending all this time doing scheduling and organizing our calendars if we're really efficient um, at life. <laughs> like I've definitely done an episode on how to be more productive, I think. And that's all about scheduling and putting in blocks of times. But this is different because you can do all of that and still not be effective because you're not doing the important things. And this gives you a way to look at that and really break down what are you putting your time into doing. And the four quadrants. So you've got the first quadrant is the urgent and the important things. So it's quadrant run one in your top left-hand corner. Your quadrant two is the important but not urgent things. So top right-hand corner. And that's the important one, just so you know. Quadrant two is the important one. Um, that you want to be doing because they're both important but (laughs) they're not urgent and that's actually where you need to spend your time but I'm going to come back to that quadrant three is urgent but not important so bottom left hand side and then the not urgent and not important is quadrant four so on the bottom right hand side and basically they're all broken down into you know different problems and things that will come up into these quadrants and so I'll run you through some examples keeping in mind If you want to be more effective, we want to spend our time in quadrant two. And Stephen in this book says that you, if you're an effective person, you'll spend a majority of your time in quadrant two doing important but not urgent things. And you'll spend a little bit of time in important and urgent activities. So that's quadrant one. So this is things in quadrant one that are important and urgent like crises, pressing problems, deadline driven projects. The things that urgent and important they need to get done but the more effective you are in quadrant two the more time you spend in quadrant two putting time into that the less time you'll need to spend in quadrant one because you're not leaving the important things till they become urgent you do them when they're not urgent and that's the key to time management the more time that you put in quadrant two the less time you spend putting out the fires in quadrant one and that quadrant one just gets smaller and smaller So quadrant two, the all important quadrant that I was like, oh, that's where I need to be spending my time. It's prevention. It's, um, he calls it PC activities. I think that stands for like production capacity, capability. I feel like I might butcher that completely. It's all the way at the start of the book and he only like spells it out once, but that's okay. It's all about relationship building, recognizing new opportunities, planning and recreation. So things that are important but not urgent. So they are actually the things that are quite easy not to do because they're not urgent, not pressing. So what a lot of us tend to do in this day and age is spend our time 
in quadrant three, which is urgent but not important activities. So this is like interruptions, some calls, some mail, some reports. So they're not urgent, but they're also, oh, they are urgent, sorry. Like they want an immediate response. Like if someone calls you, you pick it up. Meetings, or some meetings, or proximate pressing matters, popular activities. So they're urgent. They require you to do them straight away, but they're not important. They don't make a difference at the end of the day. And it was so funny. I was just reading through the little chapter about it, and it was saying that, Urgent matters are usually visible, they press on us and they insist on action and then importance has to do with results. So if something's important, it contributes to your mission, your values and your high priority goals and we react to urgent matters. So for example, he had in here, where did it go? It's about if you take a telephone call, so a ring phone is urgent. Some people can't stand the thought of just allowing the phone to ring. And for example, you could be in person and you could have spent all this time prepping to meet someone in person, but then the phone rings and they take that phone call. Like how often do people do that? Like phone rings or you're in person just hanging out or phone rings. You've got to take that. Even if you planned for a week to hang out in person, you've got to answer that phone call. Like a lot of people do that. Um, And so he says that activity is the quadrant three. It's urgent, but it's not important. That call could have waited and it wouldn't have made a difference if it waited 15 minutes or an hour. But we take it anyway because it's that pressing, urgent thing and it's the popular thing to do to answer your phone if it rings. Like We're very programmed to respond to the things that seem urgent, even if we don't take the time to realize that they're not important. They don't matter if they wait 15 minutes, an hour, however long it might be. So... The most ironic thing was as I was reading these few paragraphs, I literally got a call. I'd just jotted down my list and the podcast was my number one priority to get done this afternoon because I'd put it off for so many weeks. I was like, I need to do it. My phone rang and I'd put in a time about 45 minutes I'd allowed to record this podcast and it was my sister. And what do you think I did? I was like, well, it's my sister. I'll answer the phone. For me... It was an urgent but not important call. She could have waited 45 minutes. She wouldn't have minded that much. And did I think to leave that call and do the podcast as I had prioritized because that was the quadrant two activity. Recording a podcast for me is not urgent, so it can wait, but it's important. But what did I do? I took the urgent but not important phone call. No offense if I don't think she ever listens, but no offense to my sister. It wasn't important to take at that second but we spend so much of our time dealing with these quadrant three activities that pop up because oh they're easy to take care of straight away you get a sense of satisfaction because they're still kind of you know feel like you get something done they're urgent but they don't actually make a difference they don't move the needle the things in quadrant two are the needle movers so that's where we need to prioritize our time And I just thought that was so ironic that the example was taking a phone call and then I literally took a phone call just before doing the episode on how to be more effective. So even if you have this knowledge, it's one thing to know it, then it's such a different thing to implement it. And so I'll give you my little tips of what I'm trying at the moment to try to be more effective. And I'm not pretending to have it figured out because I definitely could be a lot more effective because then I would be having more consistent content. But I'm just sharing (laughs) with you what's working for me slightly at the moment because sometimes just having that advice from someone who's just 
barely one step ahead is the most helpful I think so hopefully you might find it helpful anyways quadrant four is all about the not urgent and not important so now we're down in the bottom right hand corner of this four um four square table sorry (laughs) brain stop working and in the fourth quadrant it's not urgent and it's not important so this is trivia busy work some mail some phone calls time wasters or pleasant activities i think he's even got more examples if i flip over into quadrant four nope that's not four here we go he says oh but for both three and four he says it's all about total irresponsibility fired from jobs dependent on, on others or institutions for basics so if you're in quadrant four you're not doing important work and you're not doing urgent work so you're just wasting your time or someone else's time so you really don't want to be in quadrant four so we're not even going to worry about that too much because I think you can kind of imagine that's like you know spending time on Netflix but not enjoying it and also being on your phone at the same time and mindlessly being on two screens and you know having like it's this idea of like clean rest you're not having clean rest you're doing multiple things at once and still feeling guilty about not doing the things you should be doing if you have in quadrant two that's recreation where you have planned activities that are things you enjoy so i'm not saying that you should never be doing fun things that you enjoy it's those things that you're doing that aren't clean rest that they aren't planned they are like procrastination and just filling time on social media whatever it might be and at the end of it you don't feel good you've just wasted time because you didn't plan to do it and you get nothing from it so that's quadrant four so hopefully you can kind of imagine those four quadrants and you've kind of understood by now that we want to spend all of that time in quadrant two and then so this book also talks about you know lists and that kind of thing and for me I've definitely gone through periods when I've been very good at scheduling I still do schedule on like an electronic calendar so that I can see the blocks of time because I have always struggled with time management I seem to have the personality trait or the personality type that thinks I can do more in a set amount of time than I actually can like my <laughs> idea of time is always warped like I'm always late because I'm like I can fit that in in that time when I can't but I just convince myself that I can so I like to see things blocked out and it's super duper handy to do that to be more organized and more productive the thing is you put on all these activities and you've got to be very mindful of the activities that you're putting in because I put in like everything like sleep work exercise driving if I'm commuting to work and eating by the time you put all that in that doesn't leave a lot of time for the other things and all of those kind of things are probably well some of those like exercise for me that's a quadrant two and that's quite easy comes quite naturally to me now to do exercise and prioritize you know taking the time to meal prep and eat healthy and all those kind of things but in terms of goals long-term goals and actually making a difference towards getting towards your goals you've got to plan this time in and that can be tricky I've found to actually act on that so when I've found that I've been in a slump it's because I put in all the you know things that I have to do for you know work for my boss or I have to drive I have to eat I have to work all of those things 
they're probably more like a quadrant three like they're urgent but they're not important they don't make a big difference to my long-term goals and so then I've like needed to find something different that works for me and initially I was against to-do lists because I felt that to-do lists would just let you chip off all the little not important things and then you don't actually make a difference at the end of the day and you can actually give yourself a sense of overwhelm when you write 20 things that you've got to do and then you might not do any of them so I'd actually hadn't done to-do lists in ages what I had used in the past was you can do a to-do list and then you put it in your calendar and then the things that don't make it into your calendar you don't worry about that was a lesson I learned from Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School podcast but then I hadn't even been using that I hadn't been doing the list and putting the important things in I'd just been putting in all the not important things that I had to do and then trying to fill in the rest of the time with a bit of leisure time and trying to find some balance and it wasn't really working for me so what I've started to do lately because I saw it on TikTok funnily enough was just getting back into some to-do lists being like I'll try it and because it was uh, kind of shared as like for this personality trait if you're the type of person oh no actually I stand corrected it was five feet apart the chick on in the movie (laughs) was doing her to-do list and the guy was like why do you do lists like what's the point and she's like I just like the satisfaction that I get from crossing it off like this I was like oh like I'm the same personality type I'm like crossing things off I like that sense of accomplishment so to do this is great in that sense because it motivates you like I was spending this afternoon in a bit of a slump just a couple of hours on Netflix I'm like what am I doing I know I've got all day to do whatever I want and all I'm doing is sitting on Netflix and I've got things I could be getting done and being productive in a sense of working towards my goals and so I had to be like oh I need to pull myself out of this slump so I got the to-do list out but this is where we're going to use the principle of effectiveness a to-do list is fine but I have found that if it's just a to-do list without prioritization you can just tick off all the easy things like fold up washing bring the washing in light some candles uh, have a shower make dinner because I've done this a couple of other weekends and I had a list of to-do things and I got through about two-thirds of it and you know what didn't get done last weekend when I wrote this? The podcast and the other few important things up there like I actually need to like back up my phone and a few other things. I got all the other things done like I fertilized my plants, I had lunch, I got the groceries, I showered, I put away the washing, made my bed but they were all probably urgent but not important things to the quadrant three activities like I needed to put the washing away like it was urgent like well depending on who you ask but you know those things that oh they need to be done today but at the end of the day they're not important they didn't make a big difference I'll have to do them again next week or in a couple of days and so I realized and I've done this before you need to prioritize write out all of your to-dos and literally Anything that's going around in your brain, oh, I need to do that at some point, jot it all down. So it can be 20 things, I don't care. But then this is the key to making a quadrant two and being effective. You're going to go through, pick the three most important activities, put a number one beside the most important, a number two besides the next important, and a number three besides the third most important. And they are the first three things you're going to do in that order. One, two, three. All those easy things, they can be nice in terms of you can do them and get a sense of 
momentum and sometimes that's what I've done I'm like okay I'm on a roll but then again you run out of time and often they're the easy things like making the bed putting away the washing they're the little quick easy things that you can do and they don't take much energy and effort things like recording a podcast or maybe it's planning you know an Instagram post because you're marketing yourself or business work or health and fitness like whatever it might be whatever goal you're working towards those things are probably going to take more energy and effort they're bigger tasks but they're needle movers so if you do them first when you're not fatigued because there's this thing called decision fatigue where if you do enough things then by the time you get to the last ones if you leave all the important things to last you'll have already used up all your mental capacity for making decisions and producing good things so you want to do those things first when you've actually got the energy and the capacity to do them and so that's when you work through number one two and three so for me today I probably didn't stick to this stringently but I did a couple of the nice really easy ones quickly and I was like okay that was literally lit my candles and I planned my calendar and I put my washing away and then I was like all right just having a look now I had and you can break it down and you can put time frames on it too it could be like for me record this podcast by dinner and that's what it was so that's number one two upload the podcast because that's also equally as important and then the sun has just set so this is making it very hard to read number three I didn't actually number these I just had it in my head I knew exactly what wasn't on this last time number three I need to do a presentation for work so that's going to be number three because if I do that they're all going to be needle movers they're going to be things that will make a difference and then I can bring in the washing later that's not going to take as much energy I've done the three hardest things on my list then the others will be it'll be like a snowball effect you've already got momentum from the big hard ones that snowball's got nice and big from your three big hard tasks and then you're just downhill from there and you smash out all those little tasks afterwards without much brain power so that is the biggest tip that I find is working for me at the moment then you can take this to the next step put it in your calendar and schedule it in blocks of time so that's what I actually did I so I didn't number them but I put them into my calendar straight away so in my head I knew so I'd done the groceries at four that wasn't on the list I did the list afterwards 5 p.m podcast and then my sister called so that threw out that and I was like oh, how ironic let's share that on the podcast definitely because that was just point proven uh I had to readjust and that's why I love an electric calendar I had initially had at 5:45 upload podcast because that phone I've now pushed that back phone call sorry phone call has pushed the upload back to 6 15 I've got 10 minutes until I need to do that <laughs> then dinner's in there for an hour and that allows for my meal prep and then the presentation is in it 8 p.m which was supposed to be at 6 15 so that's had to be pushed back again so that's why I would say an electronic calendar I've been a big advocate when I was at school for a hard copy uh, diary but these days when I've got lots of little things that I want to do I find that having electronic means as that flexibility and that's what a lot of people don't like about structuring and scheduling is that it feels too rigid and you want to be spontaneous and fun and be able to do those things and that's where if it's electronic you shuffle and drag them around you can see the blocks of time that they're going to take and if you're like me and you underestimate how long it's going to take you to do something then it's really good because you can actually see oh by the time I go and do all of those things I know individually that it takes me half an hour to wash my hair and half an hour to get ready and then half an hour to drive in my head I thought it might take an hour but I can see it's actually probably going to take an hour and a half having that visual is really good if you're like me in that sense and you can still move it all around so you've still got the spontaneity 
And then the other thing I was going to mention as well that this book talks about, and I can't see my notes now. I just had a few dot points to share with you guys, but it's gone completely dark here. So sitting in the dark recording this for you guys. <laughs> but it was about first generation, second generation, third generation and fourth generation time management. And this is where the principles of, I'm just going to flick to it so I can tell you guys, the to-do list comes into it and how it's changed over time. So it says here. Okay. I had to go turn on the light because I really couldn't read and it had gotten so dark so quickly. But it says that generation four, generation one of time management, there's four generations as I mentioned, is, oh, I've lost it again. Here we go. It's characterized by notes and checklists. So that's what I was kind of saying, that a to-do list is fine, but it's like your first generation of time management. And it says that it's an effort to give some semblance of recognition and inclusiveness, inclusiveness, sorry, to the many demands placed on our time and energy. So to-do list, that's why I was against it, because it's that first generation time management. We want to upscale from that. But I found that sometimes if you're struggling to do anything, you've got to go back to level one. And so a to-do list is okay. If you find that you're not being productive at all, then maybe going back to a to-do list is the first place to start. But then, as I was saying, we can up scale, up level to the next level. Second generation could be characterized by calendars and appointment books. And that's reflecting an attempt to look ahead, to schedule events and activities in the future. So that's where you can use that to-do list and put it into your calendar. And then it says the third generation reflects current time management, which is the important idea of prioritisation, of clarifying values and of comparing the relative worth of activities based on their relationship to those values. In addition, it focuses on setting goals, specific long, intermediate and short-term targets toward which time and energy would be directed in harmony with values. It also includes the concept of daily planning, of making a specific plan to accomplish those goals and activities determined to be of greatest worth. And that's where I think the prioritisation of one, two, three. You've got to have goals. You've got to have already done your goal setting work to know what your short, medium and long-term goals are. You've got to know where you're going. You can't hop in the car. And the example that people normally use is you hop in a car and you just decide to drive really fast not knowing where you're going and just hope if you drive fast enough that you'll get there rather than taking that little bit of extra time to put in the GPS to your destination, you don't have to speed and you'll actually get there. Whereas you can drive double speed, but you'll never get there if you don't have a destination, which is all about having those goals so that you know what the destination is that you're heading towards, so that then you can take the correct steps, the right turns that the GPS tells you to, to get closer towards that goal rather than just going full steam ahead and hustling with no direction or purpose, which is where you need to prioritise based on your goals. So for me, the podcast and other things like that are in line with my goals of I want to further develop myself and eventually have myself set up with my own business and a passive income eventually one day. I've got to take steps to make that happen. And it's one little thing at a time, but a podcast definitely is a step in the right direction. So that's the third generation of it. But then this is where people kind of have that thought that if you plan everything and become, this is where they speak about um, third generation has made a significant contribution to 
that people have realised that efficient scheduling, it's in little quotation marks, that efficient scheduling and control of time are often counterproductive because you lose that flexibility and the spontaneity that people need as humans to enjoy life on a daily basis and to meet our human needs and to have fulfilling relationships. If you schedule everything to a T, it makes it very hard. And so that's where they say there's this fourth generation of doing things based on quadrant two. So it's about not time management per se. They've kind of changed it because it's a bit of a misnomer they've said here. It's not to manage time but to manage ourselves. So rather than focusing on things and time, the fourth generation expectations focus on preserving and enhancing relationships and on accomplishing results. So that's where I guess they're saying don't focus so much on the checklist and the calendars and the scheduling. You can just focus on doing those important but not urgent activities to accomplish results and build quality relationships because that in the long term will produce results. I think that's probably the harder level to get to though. So for me, I don't feel like I can just, I've tried, I tried having no to-do list and no calendar and no schedule and no prioritisation and I got nowhere because I was like, oh, I'll just know that I need to do those important things, but they weren't getting done. So the idea is you get so good at managing yourself Personal management is what a lot of this book is about. It's about interpersonal and personal management, not just time management. But I don't think it's as easy to get to that stage. So in the meantime, you can work through those three generations, knowing that to-do list is okay, but there's a better option, which is in scheduling. Then there's a better option again, which is prioritising. And I like to just tie them all in together because why not? (laughs) Why not use all the tools that are out there? To-do list prioritize the to-do list and put it in your calendar and then if you get to a stage where you've managed to hit the fourth generation of time management and personal management come and chat to me because I would love to bounce off you and get some tips from you but that's kind of how he talks about it in his book and that's all just in chapter three so he's got seven different chapters and seven different parts on being an effective person but I think that thing for me is the area that I need to focus on and that would make the biggest difference. If I did nothing else from that book but that alone, I think I'd see profound results and I have when I have implemented it. So that's what I wanted to share. I'd say if you want to look into this a bit more, learn a bit more about this concept, go and get his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey and give it a read. It was definitely more from like a business point of view in organizations and how to be kind of a leader but the principles there are so so useful and it's a best-selling book 15 million copies sold and that's at the time I brought it so I think it can apply to every single area of your life it's all about managing yourself and I think we could all benefit from that so I'm gonna leave it there I think hopefully that's given you something to try and apply be more effective and we were going to focus on effectiveness before efficiency. So give that a try. Try and implement something that you've heard today. Maybe it's a to-do list. Maybe it's a calendar. Maybe it's going through, setting some goals. Or maybe it's prioritising your tasks and actually doing those one, two, and three things before doing the other things. Whatever it is, I hope that it helps you be a little bit more effective. And you tune back in for next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.